Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Hi, Leah. Hi. Nice to be together again in the studio. It is. I'd really rather go to lunch. What do you think? I, I always love lunch. <laughs> lunch or breakfast or dinner. I'm, I'm, I like food of all Yeah, types. but you know, I like eating with you because you are, you're, I, when you say healthy or clean eater, sometimes I go, eh, you know, I put my arms like, is there anything tasty? But you you eat tasty food. We yes. have to talk about that sometime, like kitchen cooking, because we're going to talk about kitchen today. Home is holy ground. That's what we're doing and talking about. And I'm doing more talking than Leah is today. But I want you to pause for a minute, and I'm going to ask this question of Leah. Think about your kitchen. I don't know where you are. Maybe you're at home. If you are, then walk to your kitchen if you can. If you're out... Or you hearing this when you're laying in the bathtub? Think about what your kitchen looks like, feels like. Is it organized? Is it beautiful? Think about it, okay? Then I want to talk a little bit, as you know, I'll get somewhere into organization very soon in Home is Holy Ground. And the kitchen is the biggest mess to organize. So... Uh, they'll see your picture very soon, but if I were looking at you, well, I would be thinking your kitchen is very... No, I'm not going to tell you what I'd be thinking. First place, I do know, but second place, tell us what your kitchen looks like. Uh, my kitchen is highly functional. I don't have, <laughs> I don't have a lot of knickknacks and pretty things out. There's some. It's, pre it's still pretty. It's... Um, Granite countertops because there's no grout. What color? Light black. Black. White cabinets. White cabinets. Um, it is the central hub of the house, so there's typically at least one pair of my children's shoes somewhere <laughs> in the kitchen. Why they end up in the kitchen? I, it's because they go to get nourishment after school and <laughs> shoes aren't comfortable, so they happen at the same time. Um, I would say it's cleaned at least once a day, but. If you're not catching it after that once a day, there's probably some crumbs somewhere. And yeah, always it's always a full it's always full of life in the kitchen. And do you have what kind of dishes do you have? What color are your dishes? White. White. Solid white. Solid white. You're looking at me and I know why now suddenly. Why do you have white dishes? Because they match with everything. That's exactly right. They're interchangeable. <laughs> They're in, and you can just add anything to it. I I don't remember. I'm sure someone told me that. But I have had plain white dishes for 50 plus years. Plain white dishes. Now, what I did was add, since we're talking about kitchen, I added one day I found at a store called Pick and Save mm. red plates, just solid red plates. And I bought 25 of them. A dollar a piece, 99 cents a piece. That was a big expenditure in those days, but I have had them for at least 25 years, and I use them at Christmas always. Today is Valentine's Day, and this morning I had breakfast in my home for some women, and I had my red plates out. So white dishes go with everything. That's very good. Are they uh, simple or scalloped, or what's the they design? They have a... They are not hand 
made, but they have a handmade glaze to them. So they kind of have an uneven edge. Wonderful. Yes. And do the kids know where the snacks are? Yes. Or do they? Oh, yes. They oh, know yes. where the snacks are. Oh, yes. That's an assurance. Well, I, I want to talk about the kitchen because it is a common place for meeting. It is, however, a very difficult place to organize. It is a hot place, a cold place, a frozen place, a wet place, a dry place. It's complicated. Um, and I can be very territorial about the kitchen. Uh, my husband would tell you that I can be very territorial about the kitchen because there is one way to do it, and my way is the way. And a woman fixes her kitchen to work for her. Um, you're taller than I am. You have more access to some shelves than I have. So I need to make sure that I can reach everything. Uh, organizing my kitchen is so that I can keep it as organized as possible. And sometimes people say, uh, can I help you clean up? And I say, no, you can't help me clean up. And it's not because I'm prideful. It's because I want to make sure that it all gets back in the same place so I'm not looking for things. When David retired, um, he was home for a while. Home, as in full-time home. And he thought it was very helpful to put things away from the dishwasher. And we played the game hide and seek. He was hiding and I was seeking. We didn't, I didn't know where things were. And finally, he developed this wonderful system. If he didn't know exactly where it went, he left those few things on the edge of the counter and I put them away. But I realized that if you don't live in that kitchen, you don't cook in that kitchen, you can't really put things away. Because I'm cooking, I'm taking it from here, and I think, why can't he just put it back where he got it from? That's the best way to keep anything organized, because he doesn't do it. So watch out for the kitchen. Um, we have a couple of groups who come into our home regularly, one of them for 25 years now. They know where everything is, and when dinner is over, they're fast to get it organized and cleaned up and keep care of the counters, take care of the counters. I can be a very messy cook. Are you a messy cook or an orderly cook? I'm a leave-every-cabinet-open cook, because I fast access. Yes, indeed. That is it. Oh my goodness. My grandchildren. Sky hates it as well. <laughs> David goes there. He used to walk through the kitchen and count them. One, two, seven drawers, three cabinets. Oh, I love it, Leah. Well, I'm also kind of messy with uh, cutting boards and I want everything to be where it needs to be. And so, um, I think it's hard to work with me in the kitchen, but I love working in the kitchen by myself, um, and I love preparing food. Of the things that I really enjoy doing, I love cooking. Uh, I don't love the kind of cooking that is required for most of us. You know, figuring out what four people are going to eat three times a day, it is a drill that's difficult. And... I think we'll talk about menus and menu planning somewhere in this series, but the kitchen is more than cooking, and that's what I want to just talk about for a minute. Home is holy ground. Um, yes, the kitchen is more than cooking. It starts with the basics. Getting it organized is good. Cooking shows, plenty of cooking shows that you can watch how to plan a meal, how to do an elaborate dish. But the question is, what are you preparing beef bourguignon for? What's, what is it? Are you preparing it for eating? Are you preparing it for presentation? Are you preparing it so you can tell your girlfriends that you made it? Um, food can be very beautiful. David always says to me, 
Oh, that's good texture and color. He's also the same man. The first time I put blueberries on his plate, he said, what are these black turds? And um, I think he still feels the same way about blueberries, actually. So it isn't just about beautiful presentation or beautiful plates. It, it has to do with what you're cooking. When I'm cleaning a pot, I'm also trying to concentrate on why did I do this? Who am I doing this for? Am I getting ready for the next meal? I think mothers are, if whoever is in charge of food in your house, and there's always one person who's the bottom line stops with them, uh, the idea of how many times you have to touch food, you know, I write it down, I pick the menu, I write it down on the list, I pick it up at the grocery store, I put it in the basket, I pick it out of the bag when I get home, I put it away, I take it off of the shelf when I'm ready to cook it, I put it in a dish, I clean it up. I touch that food 15 times before somebody eats it. Now, if that mentality, which you obviously see I can have, uh, if I lived with that, then it would be dastardly at our house. Um, instead, I try to realize that I'm preparing nourishing things to feed the people I love, and I try to make them the priority. Now, that doesn't mean you get your favorite meal. Um, I did a menu plan for decades. I still write a menu plan for three days a week with just David and I at home because I like to make one or two dishes, because neither one of us mind a cup of soup two times in one week or a dish that we can reheat. But I do that preparation with our family involved, with our family in mind, and it, with the notion that I'm going to serve people in doing it. We're having some uh, company this coming weekend, and I, I thought about, now what will the meal be? What will the meal be? And it needs to be simple because afterwards we're going to play a card game that's very complicated and I don't want to have too many complications. So I think about the people before I think about the actual food. We talked about Tom Howard's book on home, Hallowed Ground, and he called it the drama of charity. Not political or in the system, but in our homes. Beggars at the door, the poor sharing all they had. And Nathan Foster, who is the son of Richard Foster, tells the story about his father that um, they had no food and they sent, somebody sent food to them and they were absolutely stunned. And I remember thinking when we were first married that the, the cupboards were really bare and we were crunching every dime. And one day, I will never forget this in my whole life, the Lord knew our closets were pretty empty, but I hadn't said anything to anyone. But I got home from work that day, and I was working in an office, and I got home from work that day, and there were two grocery bags filled with food, odd kinds of food, from macaroni and cheese to canned chili. And I thought, now God knows what's in my kitchen and what I need. So let us look to this service of serving our family and doing the work of the kitchen, the cutting, the chopping, the serving, the cleaning. Peter tells us to um, be hospitable without grumbling and complaining. And I think too often we think hospitality has to do with people who we invite into our home. And I want to say to you that hospitality begins with yourself and your family and how you entertain them. 
It's very ordinary. It's very practical. It's very necessary. And it's also very holy. I recently was reading a book written by a family counselor, and he said of all the illustrations of all the stories he had ever heard in his counseling room from children and parents, the majority of situations they talked about happened in two places, at the kitchen table and at night before bed. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Uh, Two things that are essential to our schedule, eating, sleeping, sleeping, eating, and for good and for evil, things happened um, at the kitchen table. It feels like it can be boring and routine. I think there are many times when we have to um, pepper it up with some spice, not only in the food, but in the way we do it. Um, Making a grocery list is very important. Have you had to go to the market more than once to serve a meal? That makes you crazy. It just makes you crazy. And I know even if you're a very lackadaisical individual, which as you know I'm not, um, it still makes you crazy. And it certainly ought to make us crazy if we're not preparing ourselves in a way to save gas and time and going to the market as seldom as we can. Bringing a meal to someone, caring for a child, uh, asking a young mom, is there something I can do to help you? These are things that come out of the fruit of a kitchen that works well. I used to go to the freezer um, and open the freezer and feel like it was my gold bullion. You know, kind of rub my hands together and look at all the prepared dishes. A number of years in a row, three friends and I met together once a month and we cooked what amounted to 20 meals each. But we would do the same menu times four. So we were in it into our elbows for a very long day. It would be a very eight or nine hour long day. But when we were done, then we would each have 20 meals, five days a week for four weeks until we did it again. Everything you do together with friends is always easier and more fun. But Having that sense that you're prepared, that the freezer is stacked, that you can invite someone to the house last minute, that you can be gone all day and still have something to eat when you get home. Um, I think it's very important that we understand that it is a charity um, that we do. Um, It is a hospital thing that we do to encourage our family times together. My daughter will tell you that if her mother asks her one more question at the dinner table, she's going to gag to death. But I can tell you also that some of the most important conversations we ever had as a family, we've ever had with friends in our home, were because somebody asked a question and we all answered it out of the spirit of getting to know one another better and sharing our feelings. So I pray for you as you think about home, its holy ground, the essentials of needing to eat something three times a day, the amount of work it takes to plan it and prepare it and get them fed and clean it up and keep that very confusing room, the kitchen, the hot, the cold, the frozen, the dry, the wet, uh, organized. It is an important place, maybe The physicality is the place of um, holy ground, the heart of the home. Uh, One last thing. Some of you still have a dining room 
or you have a room that you set apart for special meals. Maybe that's a special table you bring in, an extender to the table you use daily. Maybe it's a real dining room where there's a special dining room table. Could I encourage you to occasionally drag your dear family, no matter how many there are, two or more of you, and have dinner at the dining room table when it's not even Christmas or Easter or a sacred day. Remind your family that they are special to you. It's a delight being with you. Uh, We're looking forward to the restoration and the completion of this study of Home is Holy Ground. We'll talk a little more about uh, the dining room and kitchen and another one part of our series, which will have a little bit more to do with organization. In the meantime, remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. And last time I did not finish by telling you that the piece of poetry that Leah read, that David and I wrote, which is called Who Holds the Heart of This Home, is a free resource on our website. And you want me to tell you where you can find it, I'm sure, but I have no idea. All I know is it's on our website, and it's a free resource. Go out and get it, make a copy of it, give it to your friends, put it on a frame, and give it as a gift. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make a very uncommon day of enjoying your kitchen.